If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Lance it behind him for Willie Hines. Nice pass. Again, play happy, straightening and stepping and breaking through. Turn the ball over. It's been a very good season for them. They knocked off the defending champions last week, but Canterbury just too good in the semi-final. It's Canterbury against Wellington here next week to decide the Bunnings NPC for 2022. Uh, that is the voice of Tony Johnson who joins us now, and that uh, it's a try that they say could be one in the candidates for try of the season. An absolute cracker there set up by Ramak. Boy, Epi, just brilliant. Uh, but that was uh, after Auckland had uh, been thumped 54-19 by Wellington the previous night. Uh, that was an outstanding result for Wellington. Now, they have just come from nowhere to play some great footy. There's no doubt about that. And Bay of Plenty, as we heard, uh, ultimately were unable to contend with just the consistency of Canterbury going down 24-10. So that paves the way for a brilliant NPC final this Saturday. Uh, whilst in the Rugby World Cup uh, for women, of course, the Black Ferns continue to show they can run tries in from anywhere, beating Wales 56-12 to advance to the quarterfinals with a game to spare. TJ, good morning to you. Morning, Smithy. How did you go? Uh, look, uh, let's start on the NPC. Eh? Wellington, what a roll they're on. I, I, I'll go, I've got to be honest, start of the season, I would not contemplate them being shield holders and possible champions. They have found something. Yeah, and it's tremendous momentum to take into the final and the confidence that comes with that. They're on a real winning tear, but it's not just the fact that they're winning, it's how they're winning. They are running rampant. Uh, I, I just love the setup of this Wellington team. I've sort of talked about it over the last few weeks, the, the great balance that they have where you've got some good old stages in there, um, you know, the likes of Pekahel Cow and having him come back just with his vast experience. Um, Dom Bird in the middle of the forward pack in the engine room alongside, uh, you know, one of the hardest working locks in the game. Um, and, and then you've got in the back line, you know, Garden Bashup at this level, very good. Uh, and Julian Savia now qualifies as a, as a veteran and clearly he's bringing something as well. So, you know, and then you've got this sprinkling of, you know, really quite explosive young talent in the side. Peter Luckey, what a season he's having. So, Mm. There's a lot to like about this Wellington team, and to me, that sets it up for a great final. Uh, you know, Canterbury, we know how good they are. We, we, there's nothing we don't know about Canterbury. Wellington just bring that, that extra factor, which makes it such a good decider. 
So how would you sum up uh, Auckland season now that it's uh, done and dusted? Flaky, I think. Uh, inconsistent. You just can't afford to be inconsistent at this level. And that's been their problem. When they've been good, they've been pretty good. And they've looked like they've got you know credentials to go a long way, go well deep into the competition. But they've just lost games that you know, they really needed to win. Now, I suppose the Northland game, you know, Northland had a great season. Uh, they played some fantastic rugby, but losing up there, that was a pivotal result for the whole competition, really, because it forced Auckland into a situation where they had to go to Wellington, and I don't think there's anyone in the competition would fancy that at the moment. And, of course, it propelled Northland into the top eight as well. But uh, you've, just, you've got to be more consistent than that, and, and that, was, that was their problem. What's it going to take, Tony? I mean, this Wellington side is playing out of their skins. They're finally delivering for their public, but the public aren't delivering back. What's this going to take to fill some yellow seats there? Yeah, I, I don't know what. Uh, I, I don't know whether I've got the answer to that, Smithy, because I think the, the quality of the rugby has been really good. I don't think the ticket prices are astronomical. I just think you know, at the moment, there's just so much going on. Uh, people pick and choose what they go to see. Uh, I suppose there's the comfort of watching it either at home or in a bar on TV. There's all, all sorts of factors come into it. The other thing is the discretionary dollar at the moment. You know, people, once you, you know, the ticket prices might be okay, but once you've got yourself there, because um, you can't park your car anywhere near a stadium anywhere these days, um, you can bike there if you like. But, but uh, yeah, the, 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 you know, the, the, the price of everything just sort of adds up. It's a shame, as I say, because... To, to me, um, this year's NPC, in terms of the rugby and in terms of a bit of unpredictability uh, and and the, the, the open nature of it, it, it you know, that it has been outstanding. It has been, actually. Uh, n- not many people know too much about uh, Leo Crowley, but of course the Crowley name is synonymous with uh, a lot of domestic rugby over the years, a lot of rugby a little bit higher than that as well. Uh, but he just seems to have pieced together a, a nice coaching staff as well. And they, Wellington, for the first time in a long time, with Duplessis Karufi there at the, the helm on the field, they don't look as if they're getting ahead of themselves. Uh, and they're, they're putting a lot of emphasis on preparation. Oh, well, it's always been the key with uh, Wellington teams, and I you include the Hurricanes in this, if you could just find the balance between the, the natural desire to attack and, and you know do you know extraordinary things... But you've got to temper that, and I guess this is where that, that Taranaki DNA comes into it. What I like about the way you know Leo has gone about his work, and he's just you know he's built this team up, but he's, he's it's quietly he's in the background, he's not in the forefront. It's not a big sort of personality type uh, scenario. He's prepared to let the players take centre stage, but the players have rewarded him, and as I, as I say, I think they've done a really good job just forming this team with the right sort of ingredients, the right balance that you need. I mean, they've still got a huge job to do next week, but I think what, next weekend, but I think what, what's really compelling about this, Smithy, is you can just sense that they're going to go there with no fear. That They're not going to be worried about, you know, we're playing in Christchurch um, or the, we're playing Canterbury on their turf. It's like we're playing our game and try and stop us. Let's look at uh, that game then, Tony, that uh, you called over the weekend. Um, look, uh, 24-10 in the end uh, was the story of uh, one side, uh, I guess, having a, a number 10 who was uh, pretty complete in his performance and the production line just continues down there for the 10 jersey uh, with another side that didn't have uh, their reliable and outstanding number 10 this year uh, and Caleb Trask. 
Yeah, it, it was a, a tougher ask for Howard to step up into that role. Uh, look, his, his general play was, was pretty good. Uh, the, the only thing is, uh, in a game that's going to be as tight as that, you've got to take every chance going your way if you're going to beat Canterbury. And they, they missed those penalties in the first half. And just talking to some of the Bay of Plenty coaching staff at the airport yesterday, they felt that you know even one of those penalties, or you know ideally both of them, um, they go over and you're keeping the scoreboard ticking over, and it might have been a different game. As it was, they got themselves to within a point of Canterbury and, you know, exposed a few creeks. And Canterbury's uh, scrum, you know, you always expect that to be good, but they seem to be able to um, sort themselves out there by plenty and, and did well at scrum time and also put some real heat on the Canterbury line-out. So um, they just proved that, you know, Canterbury, uh, you know, there are areas there that you can have a go at them for sure. And that gives you a chance of winning the game. But then with the game on the line, we just, it just took one moment of sheer class from Rameka Poihipi, who, you know, ironically, a, a guy who's just absolutely Bay of Plenty, born, bred, raised, you know, his dad played for them, played club rugby till he was about 40. But here he is uh, breaking them open to set up what turned out to be, you know, the key try of the whole game. Uh, and that's sort of typical Canterbury, isn't it? You give them a half mm-hmm. chance and someone will step up and take it. And on this occasion, it's probably one of the really unsung heroes of that team. He's been so solid, so consistent uh, right throughout the season, but when it really counted, he was brilliant. Tony, the work rate of Tom Christie, 27 tackles, uh, uh, when I'm looking at the stats, uh, but he can't uh, make the top 63 players in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, I I don't know. I've already already had a couple of cracks, Smithy. I don't know whether I want to talk any more about that New Zealand 15 to me. I just There's a lot about it I just don't understand. Um, so, some of the, It's more about the people that haven't gone than the people that have. You don't want to um, diss the people that have been selected for the side because, you know, they've worked really hard to get to that position. But there are half a dozen players around the country and uh, Christie would be very close to the top of the list. Kurt Eklund was the other one. Quite outstanding. On, on Saturday night, he's, he, you know, he doesn't just latch himself to the tow bar and pick up the tries. His work rate round the field is phenomenal. Manaki Selby Ricketts, another one. Uh, Sean Stevenson's another one. But Tom Christie, yeah, um, he had 150 tackles going into the game, and he'd only missed four in the whole season. And when you consider the way he throws himself into his work, the tackles that he attempts, to have only missed four. And then, and to, you know, in a in a crucial game like that to come up, I, I didn't realise it was that. I knew it was getting up there. I think at one stage I thought it might have got to about eight hundred, but the twenty seven, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and hardly misses one, and but 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 also uh, shows up in support at key moments, clears rucks. Uh, he has just a phenomenal appetite for work. And he's just so efficient the way he does it. And, yeah, he's another one very unlucky to, to, to not be going to the Northern Hemisphere in the, in, in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, in essence, uh, we look forward to the final this weekend. And, uh, of course, um, it's going to be tough to go down there. Uh, as you pointed out earlier, anyone that goes down there has to be at 110%. Uh, but uh, who, would, who would you give the edge to on absolute form at the moment? Well... Home advantage with Canterbury, um, but perhaps the more compelling, exciting form uh, with Wellington. I think it's going to come down to, to who starts the game well. I think if Wellington get off to a flyer, then then I, I think they're a real chance. And it, it draws, brings you back to um, to um, 2000. And I know that's starting to 
disappear in the rear vision mirror now and some people might not even remember it but uh, Wellington went down there probably in similar circumstances um, in 2000 Canterbury at that stage um, they had about 16 All Blacks and they were playing I think Wellington probably had uh, 10 sort of current or future All Blacks and, and they were all playing uh, but Wellington through Jonah Lomu got off to a start and, and they held on it was a Actually, I remember the game, Smithy, because I was watching it with an old uh, teammate of yours, Richard Reed, who, uh, of course, Wellington through and through. Uh, he was living up in Auckland at the time, and I was around watching it. And he'd been waiting for this moment for years and years. And and, and he, at the end, he's going, it's going to happen, isn't it? They're going to come back and they're going to win. And in the end, he went and he, I think he shut himself in, in the pantry because he just couldn't watch it anymore. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that, that's what I remember most about that but uh, a fantastic final and I, I think you know it, it shapes as another one you know Wellington will have to yes they'll have to play their natural game I don't think you go down there and you go into your shell and you don't try and grind it out you've got to play the rugby that's got you to where they are they'll just have to be careful um, you know they'll get plenty of ball kicked at them they've just got to be careful with that you know return ball because Canterbury what they have above all else is the ability to play the game where they want to be playing it. They, they kick well, uh, they carry well, they get themselves into the right part of the field. And so Wellington will just have to be careful that they don't, uh, you know, try and do too much from, from deep, you know, if it's not on. Um, and, and, you know, the kicking game is going to be important as well. So, look, uh, to, to me, uh, I, I, I absolutely give Wellington a shot at this. But um, Canterbury, you know, They've got a, a legacy of success. They haven't won this thing for 2070. They'll be pretty determined on their home ground. And let's hope um, that they can get a decent crowd there, Smithy. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. I've just got a text in saying, why do Canada, Canada Republic not go? Their team is successful. Shocking. So uh, that is interesting. Well, right, let's uh, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that stadium, Smithy, it's not exactly... Uh, it's not exactly the most comfortable thing. I, you know, they've, they've actually... The, the side of the field that we're working on They've closed that off at the moment, and it's rusting. And you talk about bird poo, Smithy. It's uh, it, you know it, it's starting to look like one of those islands in the South Pacific, um, that old stadium. So it's 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 not great. And you know, let's just let's just hope that in that life in our lifetime, Smithy, we get to call a game at the new stadium. Five more years to six more years, Tony. That's uh, going to be a lot more bird poo. I can tell you that. All right, uh, let's look at um, let's look at. The, the Black Ferns, uh, who were uh, out west over the weekend of that yesterday, they knocked over Wales 56-12. What are you seeing there? And uh, did, uh, were you able to, at any stage to just get a quick glimpse at France and England as well? Because they're saying they're the yardstick. Yeah, they are. And England now uh, have, have just shown themselves, just underlined why they're the favourites for this tournament. Um, haven't lost a test since 2019. They've won 27 in a row, and this was going to be uh, the key game, probably, of the whole uh, round-robin situation. And, you know, they had to come up big. They had to defend a lot. France, very good team. I saw quite a few of the French players were in the sevens team that played so brilliantly at the Olympics last year. And and so that was always going to be a tough game, and England came through it. Um, you know, and they'll, they'll be really pleased about that. So there's no question, they are the team to beat. Um, there's been massive investment in the, in the women's 15 game. Um, it, it's all been at the expense of the sevens, unfortunately. 
in, in the UK, but England have invested big money and it's a fully professional setup. They've got a professional league and it's being reflected in the success of their team at the top. Um, New Zealand, look, in the end, they won with some spectacular rugby and when they get their game going, they're encouraged to, to you know, to, to play to their strengths, to, to play a, an exciting, you know, adventurous game. But there are, there are things, obviously, that they're going to need to improve. Uh, paramount <clears throat> is the discipline. I mean, you know, 17-8 penalty count against, uh, that would be a losing penalty count against a really top team. And also the scrum in the first half got just completely messed up. It got better in the second. So there are things to work on. It's very much a work in progress. But uh, when they get it going, uh, when they get a bit of front football, boy, there's some attacking talent in that team and they play some terrific rugby. Tony Johnson with his thoughts there, folks. TJ, have a, a great call in Christchurch uh, Saturday night. Uh, look forward to uh, hearing that from the other side of the Tasman. Go well, my friend, and thank you for your time. And go well, you, Smithy, and uh, I hope you have a, a, you know, come on the, the black caps, eh? That would be fantastic if, uh, if they can knock over that, exercise that demon, as I said before, uh, of yep. uh, not beating Australia on Australia. They, if they win that, they could win it. It's as simple as that kind of... It, yeah, that's the nature yeah. of T20 cricket. So it's a massive game. Massive game. Right, Cheers, mate. buddy. Thank you. And just don't park Thank your you. car under a tree while you're gone. Yeah, I learnt my lesson. And I learned to learn so late in life, particularly in spring too. Thank you, Tony. Thank you very much for that advice. Cheers, man. Have a good week. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.